0: To the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash radio detectives. Today's programs brought to you by financial support of our listeners. You can support the show. On a one-time basis, support.greatdetectives.net by uh, using the Zell app to box 13 at greatdetectives.net or by mail to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 15913, 15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. And you can also become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month. Uh, Just go over to patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well now it's time for today's episode of Under Arrest. The original air date is September the fifth of nineteen forty-eight, and the title is Max Kemp. Mutual presents
1: Under Arrest.
2: Into yourselves.
1: Criminals behind bars. Under arrest. The story of police captain Jim Scott's fight against crime.
3: but not with you, fresh guy. It's getting so a girl, can't even...
2: he? <laughs> Hello, Sophie.
3: Oh, Eddie, sorry. Of all
2: people, huh? Where did you get
3: in town, Eddie?
2: Oh, well, I'll hop in. I'll give you a lift where you're going and we'll talk about it on the way down.
3: Oh, swell. <laughs> my, my, I've never been in such a big car.
2: You like it? You
3: must be in the chips, Eddie.
2: Oh, I do all right.
3: Well, aren't you going to introduce me to the gentleman in the back seat?
2: Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. Max Kemp? How do you do? And Gino Passy? Great to see you. Fellas meet Susan Webb, my old heartthrob. How do you do? A childhood sweethearts, huh? Yeah, high school days.
3: And grammar school, don't forget that.
2: <laughs> yeah, you two kids from the same hometown, Eddie. Right, Gino. Susie and I more or less grew up together. Oh, it's been a long time, hasn't it, Susie? Hmm,
3: ten years. Tell me, when would you get in town, Eddie? Yesterday. Well, why didn't you give me a ring?
2: No, phone number.
3: Central 3357.
2: 3357. I'll make a note of it. Dinner
3: tonight? Dated. Tomorrow night? Built up. Going steady? Kind of. Oh.
2: <laughs> Tough luck, Eddie, eh? Quiet, Gino. <laughs> and stop listening to other people's conversations. Who's the lucky man, Sue? You'll meet him. If I ever get a chance to see you.
3: <laughs> Don't worry. We've got a lot to talk about, Eddie. Great. How are things back home?
2: Oh, all right, I guess. Haven't been there in a long time. I live in Houston now, Sue. Oh. What are you doing? Reporting. No kidding. So you finally made it. I always knew you would. What paper?
3: Times Herald. I have the crime beat right now. The crime beat?
2: (laughs) That's funny.
1: (laughs) Quiet, Gino.
2: Please. Uh, Listen, all I said was... I know what you said. Now, quiet. I'm sorry for the interruption, Miss Webb. But Gino has a perverted sense of humor.
3: (laughs) That's all right. Oh, this is it, Eddie. Right here.
2: Uh, this looks like local police headquarters. Police headquarters? Gino, please.
3: please. That's right, Gino. My beat, remember? So long, Eddie. Thanks.
2: For nothing. Central 3357. You'll hear from me.
3: Swell. Oh, goodbye, Mr. Kemp. Nice to have met you. A
2: pleasure, Miss Webb. A pleasure.
3: And you, Gino. Yeah, so long, Susie. Thanks again, Eddie. See you.
2: So Ah, great girl. Yes, but let's forget the good old days right now, Eddie. I've got other business on my mind. Gleason? Well, that's what we came to this burg for, isn't it? Now step on it, Eddie, before he blows town again. Cigarette, Sue?
3: Thanks.
2: By the way, who's the handsome young man with the big Cadillac?
3: How did you know?
2: Some let you out in front of the building.
3: Oh, you've taken to spying on me these days.
2: No, no. Didn't have anything else to do, so I looked out of the window and... and...
3: caught a glimpse of my other life, hmm? (laughs) He said he saw you, an old friend. We grew up together on the same block back home.
2: Uh Uh-huh, and you haven't seen each other in 20 years.
3: Ten. How did you know he just came to town?
2: Elementary, my dear Miss Webb. Car has Texas plates.
3: Oh, how true, Holmes, how true. Frightful of me not to think of that.
2: What did he have to say?
3: Oh, among other things, he asked me for a date. And you said? Central 3357. Uh Uh-huh. Really, Captain, I do think you're jealous.
2: No, no, I was just wondering about Max Kemp.
3: Max Kemp? Well, now, how in heaven's name do you know that?
2: Saw his face when he leaned out to say goodbye to you.
3: Oh, and you heard me say his name? No,
2: I didn't. Well, then how... I've seen his face before, Sue. Max Kemp, ex-racketeer. But I don't know just how ex he is. I wonder what he's doing in town.
3: What do you mean by that?
2: Nothing, I only... You're
3: only implying that Eddie Sawyer is mixed up with underworld characters. I didn't say that. You implied it. Whatever you're thinking, Jim, it isn't true. Eddie Sawyer is a fine boy. He wouldn't get himself mixed up in anything crooked.
2: What about Kemp? I told you. You
3: also wonder how ex he is? Well, let me tell you. If Eddie Sawyer is a friend of his, you can bet your life Kemp is as ex as they come. Have
2: it your way. I will. What time will I pick you up for dinner tonight?
3: I don't know if you should bother.
2: Oh, no, Sue. Come on, don't be like that.
3: Seven.
2: Seven it is. Friends. Friends. Fix your drinks, Mike. No, thank you. We're not staying long, Gleason. Eddie? No. I don't mind a fight, though, Gleason. My throat is so dry. You'll have to think stay I... dry for a while, Gino. And uh, I'm quiet, trying a little try it. Besides, he didn't ask you. We followed you, Gleason, all the way from Houston. That a fact. Why? You know what I'm here for. What do you say, Gleason? Listen, Max, I haven't got it. I swear I haven't. Twenty-five thousand dollars, Gleason. Twenty-five grand. Yeah, but I just told you I... Don't try to bull me, Gleason. I don't bull easy. Twenty-five Gs. We'll give you until tomorrow night at seven. If you haven't got it by then, then you take it from there. Come on, Gino, Eddie. Yeah. So long, Gleeson. Okay. So long. And, Gleason, don't try to leave town. It's inconvenient for us chasing you around like this. But we don't intend to give up. Tomorrow night at 7, then? All right. 7. <laughs> Having fun?
3: <There's> lots. <laughs>
2: I wish that steak would get here. I'm starved.
3: Me, too. What are you looking at? Eddie Sawyer.
2: Oh, is he here?
3: Uh Oh, here he comes now.
2: Susie, of all people, again. (laughs) Hello, Eddie.
3: Can't escape you, can I? Are you trying? No. Oh, uh, Eddie, I'd like you to meet Captain Scott. Eddie Sawyer.
2: How are you, Captain? Pleased to meet you. Name is Jim. Oh, you're a lucky man to be escorting Susie. I think so. Uh... Would you sit down and have a drink with us? No, no, thanks. I'd like to, but I'm with a couple of friends. Say, Max. Max, come over here, will you? Yes, Eddie. Well, hello, Miss Webb. Hello. Max, this is Captain Scott. Captain Max Kent. How do you do? Please. Captain Scott? I take it that's the army, Captain? No. Police. Oh. I, I see. Well, nice to have met you, Captain. Likewise. Well, if you'll excuse us, Sue, so we're starved.
3: <laughs> sure. Where's Gino?
2: Oh, he's at the table. He can't (laughs) wait. Central 3357, Sue. -hmm. Maybe I'll ring you tomorrow night. Been a pleasure, Captain. So long. Well? Well, what?
3: Like him, Eddie?
2: Well, he seems like a nice kid.
3: Ah, Eddie's a fine boy.
2: I wonder about Kemp.
3: Why?
2: His record. Prohibition days, he cut a mean figure.
3: Why are you so suspicious all the time? What do you mean? Poor man just got into town, and right away you're looking for business.
2: Don't be silly. I got nothing on him. He
3: sound as if you're trying to make something.
2: I'm him. not. I only said he had a record.
3: Well, forget it. If you were crooked, Eddie wouldn't associate with him. Eddie's a fine boy. If I
2: hear that one again, I'll lose my appetite.
3: I've already lost mine. Shall we leave?
2: Suits me fine. Come on. Almost seven, Max. Time to see Gleason. Yes, that's right, Gino. Thanks for reminding me. You, uh, don't mind if we borrow the car, do you, Eddie? Oh, of course not. Don't you want me to come along? No, Gino and I can handle it. Okay.
3: You think you'll pay off?
2: he would better. Get your hat. Oh, uh, Eddie. Yeah? One thing I want you to do for me. Sure, what? Stay here. What do you mean? Stay here in your room until we get back. We'll only be gone a couple of hours at most. I don't get it. Why do I have don't to stay? Don't argue, Eddie. Just do it. Well, stay here until Gino and I get back. I wasn't arguing. I was Eddie, only... please. We won't be gone for very long. Meanwhile, don't you leave the room for a minute. There's a pack of cards on the table over there. Play some solitaire. I don't know how to play solitaire. Learn. Come on, Gino. <laughs> Hello, Sam. Captain Scott. Yeah. Listen, do me a favor, will you? I want to lie on a guy named Max Kemp. Kemp. K-E-M-P. That's it. Houston. Yeah, better get in touch with the authorities out there. I want everything. His business, whether he's ever been picked up on suspicion, number of convictions, and so forth. Uh-huh. Okay, Sam. Regards to the wife and boy. Right. <laughs> Sit down, Max. Thank you. Drink it. Yes, make it a double for the one I passed up yesterday. Gino. Uh, sure, Gleason. I'm trying. As usual. Well, after all, I'm trying to a drink. Quiet, Gino, please. Well, Gleason? Well, what? You got the money? I told you yesterday I didn't have it. I'm talking about tonight, not yesterday. Yeah, my answer's still the same. Didn't you even try to raise it? You can't raise $25,000 like you can raise radishes. You should have tried. Listen, Max. I told you I haven't got the money. It follows that if I haven't got it, I can't give it to you. Now, why don't you just go Lead along? On yeah. Get his bank book. It's on the table over there. Right. Keep away from that. Out of my way, pal. Listen, I told you. Out, you know. out of my way, pal. <laughs> Thanks. Now, what does it say, Gino? He's got it. Mm-hmm. How much? Balance. uh... Fifty-two Gs. Hey, nice. Take a look. Thanks. I knew you were bullying, Gleason. And I don't like it. Yeah, and I don't like it. Who's bullying you? You are, but not anymore. If you want your 25000 why, you can sue me. <laughs> Smart, aren't you? And as much as a man can't legally collect a gambling debt. I'm sorry. Now listen, Gleason. Why don't you be fair about this? You lost the money, why not just pay off like a good sport? Sure, sure, I lost the money, but not fair and square. I don't mind dropping 25,000 or even more. But I, when I find out later that I lost it all to a, a fixed wheel and load of dice, then, brother, I'm not a good sport. So you think my wheels and dice are crooked? That's news to you. Get out, Max. Haven't had my drink yet. Get out. Now you better think twice about this, Gleason. Why? Because Gino has a gun. Haven't you, Gino? <laughs> yeah. You gonna kill me, Max? The paths of Welchers lead but to the grave. Don't try to bluff me, Max. I know you're a kind. Gino, give it to him. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Gino. Well done. Hey, Mac, uh, what was that you said about uh, Welchers in the grave? I'll explain it to you later. You uh, got a penny, Gino? Uh, I, uh, I think so. Uh, good. I Put it in his hand uh-huh. and close the fist. Uh, there you are. That's it. Now, come on. We'll fix our alibi. Hello? Sue? Yes? Eddie Sawyer.
3: Oh, hello, Eddie. How are you?
2: Fine. Listen, what are you doing tonight? I'm busy. No chance at all?
3: No, Eddie. I'd love to, but I've got some work to do.
2: I'll be going back to Houston soon. Will I see you?
3: Oh, well, maybe tomorrow night.
2: Great. I'll ring you around eight.
3: Fine, Eddie. Thanks for calling.
2: Coming. Oh, hello, Max. Eddie? Boy, it's a hot night. <laughs> You're not kidding. <getting. sighs> Mix me a drink, will you, Eddie? I need one. Sure. How about a Tom Collins, long and cool? Great idea. Gino? Yeah, like Max says, great idea. Okay. Did he uh, pay off? No. Stubborn, huh? Uh huh. What'd you do? We took care of him. How? Ah. We took care of him. Beat him up? <laughs> In a way. Yeah, thanks, Eddie. Excellent. Just fine. Yeah, mine could use a little more gin. The bottle's over there, Gino. Don't expect people to wait on you all your life. Okay, okay. By the way, you have been here since we left, Eddie? That's what you told me to do. You didn't leave the room? No. Not for a second? No. Good. If the police should ask you any questions... The police? Tell them we were here, too. Listen, Max, why would the police... Don't argue, Eddie. Well, I'm not arguing. All I want to know is where the cops fit into this. What do they want to ask me? Oh, questions. About Gleason? Maybe. Listen, Max, what did you do to him? (laughs) We took care of him. Look, Max, I can't... You look, Eddie. Gino and I have been pretty nice to you, haven't we? Sure. Given you an interest in the club, maybe made it possible for you to accumulate some money, more or less brought you along. You'd like to stay in with us, wouldn't you? Oh, sure, man. All right. Now. Where were you tonight? Here, all night. Was anybody with you? You and Gina. Did we leave any time between 6 and 10? No. (laughs) Fine, everyone. Fine. Fine. Now mix me another drink, will you? I'm still dry. Me too.
3: What was his name, Jim?
2: Gleason. Howard Gleason. Plenty of dough.
3: He was handsome, wasn't he?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Too bad.
3: Any idea who did it?
2: Well, Gleason was from Houston. Which means? Nothing by itself, but Max Kemp hails from the same city.
3: Oh, now you're bringing Eddie Sawyer into it.
2: Did I mention Eddie?
3: No, but you certainly... I know,
2: I'm implying things again. Listen, Sue. The facts are that Kemp runs a very ultra club in Houston, which the police have raided time and time again because of gambling, and the word is that Gleason owed Kemp a shirt plus a few other things.
3: Well, that doesn't mean Kemp murdered him.
2: I know what it means. Listen, Jim... You run your business, Sue. I'll investigate the murders. I'm sorry, honey, I didn't mean
3: it. Jim, try, try to keep Eddie out of it, will you?
2: Hello, Lafferty. Captain Scott. Yeah. Listen, get the medical examiner for me, will you? Yeah, it's a homicide. Gleason. Howard Gleason from Houston. Sutton Arms, room 674. That's it. And a few of the boys. And Lafferty, listen. Get a call out on Max Kemp. Max Kemp and. And Gino Passy. That's right. Just Kemp and Passy. Check.
3: Thanks, Jim.
2: I told you, Scott, I was at my hotel all night. Kemp, when did you go see Gleason? I didn't. Prove it. (laughs) You prove I did. Hmm. How long were you at the hotel? From six on. Eight? Six. (laughs) Gleason was killed a little after seven, wasn't he, Captain? (laughs) It's in the papers. Didn't know you could read. Oh, Gino's a man of many talents. I bet he is. Where were you, Gino? With Max. Your room, Kemp? Eddie Sawyer's room. How long? Six to ten. We left and turned in at 10.15. Prove it. Ask Eddie. I will. <laughs> Captain Scott timing. Eddie Sawyer at the Hotel Claremont. Pick him up and get him in here right away. Good, Good on, Sawyer. Thanks. Hello,
3: How's sir. Up, Eddie.
2: Just a few questions. Sure, Captain. Go ahead. Where were you last night, Eddie, say between 6 and midnight? In my hotel. From 6 on? From about 5.30. Did you leave your room at all? No. Sure? Uh Uh-huh. Not even a minute? No. And I went to bed around uh, 12.30. Uh-huh. Anybody with you last night? Uh, Max Kemp and Geno. How long? From 6 to about 10. Sure it wasn't 7? Yeah. When did they leave? I told you, around 10. Not before that. No, we played cards. Uh-huh. Gin? a poker. From six on? That's right. Oh, anything else, Captain? No, I don't think so. Unless you want to change that story. Why, should I? It's true. Yeah. Okay, Eddie. That's all. Thanks. Don't so mention it. See you soon.
3: Right, Eddie. Well, are you satisfied now? He's lying? He's lying. Why, I've all. Always... That's
2: what I said. Been in this business too long, Sue, not to be able to spot a liar. Most people don't lie easily, and Eddie Sawyer is one of Look, them. Look,
3: I've known Eddie a long time, and I've never known him to lie.
2: Know it now. I don't believe it. Don't. I'm not asking you to. I'm just giving you the facts.
3: You think you're so smart, don't you, Captain Scott? Got all the answers, haven't a you? A few. Well, this is one answer you haven't got. Eddie Sawyer didn't have anything to do with Gleason's death, and neither did Max i
2: I'll decide that, thank you. Now, you better run along, Sue. You're getting in my way.
3: Pardon me. I think... I think you're insufferable.
2: Just a minute.
3: Hello, Eddie?
2: Sue, this is a surprise. Come in. Thanks. Well, sit down. Stay a while. Just a few minutes. What's the matter, Sue? The matter? Yeah, you look worried. Something wrong? Oh,
3: no, nothing really.
2: Come on, tell old pal Eddie all well, about
3: it's, it. it's Jim. Jim? Jim Scotty. He thinks you're lying.
2: About Max and Gino being in? Yes. See. I see.
3: I told him he was all wrong, that he was looking in the wrong places for the wrong things. We, oh, well, what's the difference?
2: You had a spat. Yes. <laughs> old pal Eddie always around with a soft shoulder to cry
3: on. Oh, Eddie, I didn't... Oh, reach. now you
2: forget it, Sue. Anyway, you two will be as cozy as lovebirds by tomorrow. These things never last.
3: Thanks, Eddie. He's a nice guy.
2: Hold on to him, Sue. Mm,
3: I will. Eddie. Yeah? You you weren't lying, were you? Max and Gina were here.
2: Sure, I wouldn't lie to you, would I? Thanks, Eddie. Now, don't you worry about it. Say, how about that drink?
3: Oh, no, thanks. i better go along, work.
2: Listen, you've only been here two minutes after all. I know,
3: Eddie, but I can't stay. Oh, matter of fact, I'm late now. Better call the office. Can I use your phone?
2: Sure, if I had one. You don't? Company took it out for repairs a few days ago. Didn't have a spare to throw in. I'm sorry, Sue.
3: It's all right.
2: There's a cigar store around the corner. That's the one I use.
3: Okay, I'll see you, Eddie.
2: Right, Bill. And listen, let's get together before I leave for a little longer than two minutes, huh?
3: Sure, Eddie. We will.
2: Well, Miss Temperament herself. <laughs> Still sore?
3: No, I. I'm sorry about the way I acted, Jim. Oh, it's
2: my fault, honey. Yes, I was pretty nasty. I'm sorry too. Now, let's forget Jim,
3: it. Jim, I. I want to tell you something else. What? I, I agree with you about Eddie Sawyer. He was lying.
2: Oh, I don't know, Sue. Maybe he wasn't. You know, sometimes. No,
3: no, he was lying. I know he was. How? Oh. He phoned me last night around 7.15. Oh? I, I was just up there to his room. He doesn't have a phone. Hasn't been a phone in that room since he checked in. I
2: see. So
3: he must have left his room to phone. And he said he positively hadn't left it for a second. Yeah. What are you going to do, Jim?
2: What do you want me to do, Stu?
3: Find out who killed Howard Gleason.
2: Good. Come on. Let's have another talk with Mr. Eddie Sawyer. Oh, hello, Max. Gino, come on in. Thanks. Close the door, Gino. Yeah. Drink? No, thanks, Eddie. We're not staying. Where are you going? For a ride. And you're coming with us. Oh, sure. I'll get, I'll get my hat. You won't need it. What's but, but a gun for, me. You? Well, I, I don't get it. Why? <laughs> Should we tell him? Quiet, Gino. You know. <laughs> we were just talking to one of the bellhops, Eddie. He tells us you went out last night while we were out. Yeah, yeah, I did, Max. But only for a few minutes to make a call. I... I phoned... Never mind who you phoned. I don't want to know. You lied to me, Eddie. Listen, Max, what difference does it make? I only... You lied to me, Eddie, and it makes a lot of difference. It means there's a hole in the story you gave the cops. It means when they check into that story, they'll find out you were lying when you said you'd been here all night without going out. It means they might figure you were lying about us, Gino and me. It means they might break you down, Eddie. And it means you didn't carry out my instructions. You crossed me, Eddie. Not a very smart thing to do.
3: Listen, Max, for Pete's sake, I didn't don't Don't cringe,
2: you. Eddie. I hate to see a man cringe. You said we were gone someplace, Max? Yes, that's right. Open the door, Gino. Well, shall we go, Eddie? Let's go. All right, Gino. This looks like a good spot. Nie right. Oh, Eddie. yeah, sure. Let's uh, walk out on this pier. Listen, Max. Walk! Scared, Eddie? No, no, I'm not scared. (laughs) Bye. I hate to see a man go to pieces. Max, what what good will kill me, do you? Well, for one thing, it will seal up the possibility of the cops breaking you. The cops won't break me, Max. How true. Just keep walking, Eddie. What? Well, what about, about the bellhop? <laughs> yeah. We took care of him. Five hundred dollars is a lot of money to a bellhop. No, he'll never talk. You know, Eddie, I can tell what kind of people will break and what kind won't. <laughs> <laughs> Max can tell about people, Eddie. He's smart. Once back in Houston... Gino, he, uh, please. I only Some want to tell him night. about the Quiet. Max. Yes, Eddie? It won't be any good, Max. Really? Why not? when they find me, when the cops find me, they'll—they they'll... won't find you, Eddie. There are ways of making sure of that. We're going to wait you, pal. So when we toss you in the drink, you'll be food for fish. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good, ain't it, Max? <laughs> food for fish. <laughs> Very funny. All right, this is far enough. Max, Max, you can't. I... You can't, Max. Can't I? No, no, don't, please, Max. I swear I I, I won't see anything. I'm your friend, Max. Look, I never he's swear. starting to go now, Gino. Oh. It's not a pretty sight, is it? Uh, Max, for Pete's sake, now don't kill me, Max. I, I don't want to die. Now, please, Max. I can't stand to see a man cry, Gino. Give it to him. No, don't, Gino. Gino, don't listen to him. I'm your pal, Gino. I, Give it I to him. Drop to... the go, Gino. Her. Her, I said. I'll drop you first. All right, Kemp, hold it. I'm holding it. Great. Let's see your hands. You too, Sawyer. There. How's Gino, Sue? Uh,
3: I think he's dead.
2: Okay. That the gun you used on Gleason, Kemp? I'm not a ballistics expert. They have them at headquarters.
3: Just where
2: did you come from, Scott? Sue and I were just coming into the hotel when you three were leaving. We saw you get into the car and followed you. I, I, I how to thank you, Captain? Yeah, yeah, I know. Stow it. I didn't have anything to do with Gleason's murder, Captain. Is that so? Well, you believe me, don't you, Sue?
3: I don't know what to believe anymore. I'm, I'm sorry, Sue. Jim, take me home, will
2: you? Sure, honey. But first, we'll drop these two at their new quarters. Let's go, gents.
1: Under arrest! Into your cells!
2: All prisoners present and accounted for.
1: You have just heard Under Arrest, presented by Mutual, a new series featuring Joe DeSantis as police captain Jim Scott. Under Arrest is directed by Martin Magnar and written by Bill Wells. Original music is composed and played by Milton Kay. Susan Webb was played by Margaret Draper, Eddie by Leon Janney, Kemp by Grant Bridgetts, Geno by Rock Rogers, Gleason by Larry Kerr. All names of persons used in Under Arrest are fictitious. Any resemblance to names of actual persons living or dead is coincidental. This will be the last broadcast of Under Arrest in this time period. In its place, you will hear over most of these mutual stations the return of radio's best-known mystery program, The Shadow. Under Arrest will return to the air three weeks from tonight, Sunday, September 26th, in a new time. Be sure to hear The Shadow at this time next week and be with us when Under Arrest returns three weeks from this evening, at a new time. Ted Malley speaking. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
0: Welcome back. I really was frustrated with uh, Susie in this episode Just because of all the junk she was giving to Captain Scott, who was just trying to do his job. She totally wanted him to give Eddie a break, and then just pitched a fit if uh, he didn't go far enough in doing that. And I kind of questioned her naivete about the whole thing. It seemed to me that if you were this seasoned big city reporter who had seen a lot of things, that you wouldn't be blind to the possibility that people get caught up in things and uh, get drawn in even if they are not necessarily full-blown uh, criminals but then again uh, I, I think that there is uh you know maybe a bit of a case for some of her behavior where you know you see a lot of things in the, the city and that just kind of makes you uh cling to the hope you know this person Uh, I've known him all his life, Uh, he's from my hometown, and surely he's not mixed up in anything. So maybe that sort of reaction. Uh, Of course, the episode alludes to the fact that this is actually the end of Under Arrest as a replacement for The Shadow. But it did get picked up to uh, come back in the fall. And so we kind of have had an interesting opportunity. We got to hear the first episode, and we got to hear the last episode, and a couple in between, which gives you a feel for how the show changed and developed uh, throughout the summer run. I think it was definitely a better program by the end of the summer run than it was uh, certainly at the start of it. Well, now we turn to listener comments and feedback. Mark emails in regarding the uh, Paris Road episode. I remember hearing that episode uh, when it first aired. I was 10 years old that day. Well, thanks so much, Mark. Uh, Glad uh, to bring that memory back. And uh, then we have a Facebook message from uh, Robert where he's got quite a few comments and feedback. Uh, He shares an article and then says, I know you have a full plate." Uh but would there be a chance that someday you'd do an old-time radio horror po- uh podcast? Um uh, good question and the answer is uh not really. Uh that is not my genre. Uh you know, there'll be an occasional little uh bit of horror that I can uh enjoy, but uh generally not much of a fan. Uh, I think my favorite old-time radio horror uh, uh, program was an episode of Mystery, uh, Mysterious Traveler. Death comes for Adolf Hitler, um, and that one I could get into. But uh, yeah, uh, most of the rest of it, not really a fan. And I, I think that when if you're going to do you know one of these sort of podcasts you really have got to be into it but i hope that uh, that somebody out there does do you know a podcast for those who are fans of that genre uh, i have a question i've been dying to ask was the music on old time radio done live in the studio or was it pre-recorded if it was done live what happened uh, to those musicians when the radio shows were no longer being made did they transfer to television and movies Um, You know, it really did vary vary a bit by uh, the uh, program, the era, the budget. Because some some of it was pre-recorded. Some of it, they did actually have uh, an orchestra uh, or an organ that was played live. And uh, some of them did find uh, work work in uh, television. I believe the sportsmen uh, were uh, were performers uh, on the Jack Benny show, uh, on and uh, they did a lot of radio programs, but they did go over to the Jack Benny television show, but it does vary a bit by program. Uh, one comment, I'm still catching up with episodes, and I, so I'm far behind. There was a show where one of the characters was terminally ill, and their doctor didn't uh, tell them. In the after show commentary, you mentioned how that would be against the patient-doctor protocol. Actually, back in the day, it was common uh, for doctors to not tell patients they were terminal and instead to tell their family members. Uh, Thanks for the show. Happy holidays and stay safe. Well, thanks so much uh, for the comment, uh, Bob, and I appreciate the information. All right, well, I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Ian, Patreon supporter since August 2016, currently supporting us at the detective sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Ian. And that will do it for today. Join us back here on Monday for Casey Crime Photographer, and we'll be back next Saturday, another episode of Under Arrest. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become... One of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.